What's up, everybody? All right, so here for my uh, 7 p.m. live that I try to do Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Sometimes some evenings I don't get to it, and other evenings I don't have enough questions to really do it. But today is not a problem. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight questions. Um, and <clears throat> if you haven't noticed, I've been timing myself, uh, giving myself one minute uh, to answer each question so that I don't ramble on. So I'm going to keep that uh, tradition going here, and let's take these one at a time. All right. All right. Donna says, how much, and I've tagged each of you guys who, who uh, guys and ladies who have uh, commented um, in this. All right. Let's see. Donna says, how much do you charge a month? Uh, okay, well, so uh, it depends, Donna, what we're talking about. Um, my in-person coaching prices are different than my online coaching prices. My group coaching prices are different from my one-on-one -on -one coaching prices. Um, but my online group coaching is $25 a month. Uh, that's really what I'm trying to build up right now. I, I still coach people one-on-one, -on -one, um, and those range between 200 and 325 a month, depending on how much you need. So let me know um, if you're interested in the group. I'm happy to just, you know, take your $25 and throw you in there. Uh, if you're interested in one-on-one, -on -one, uh, I'd like to have like kind of a, a consult with you first and see uh, if my coaching would be a good fit for you. So, all right, let's move on here. Did that one in 43 seconds. All right, let's see. Reginald says, Reginald, what's up, man? I see you on here. What is the hardest part about coaching someone? All right, my one-minute timer here. Dude, all right. I have to be careful about how I answer this one. Make sure I do it in under a minute, too. Um, honestly, like, it, it totally depends on the person, right? Every person is different. Uh, every person has the things that they are, you know, that are not issues for them and the things they're really good at. Every person, every client has things that they struggle with, right? Um, thus far, thankfully... Uh, the on there's only one thing that I really struggle with um, a lot uh, from with with clients, uh, and that is when they are. And I've I've been blessed to only have like one or two of these ever. But basically, the the biggest struggle for me is when somebody is like I'm just gonna say not coachable. And let me explain. Let me explain what I mean by that. I'm gonna go over the minute on this one. But let let me explain what I mean by this. Like. I want my clients to ask me questions. If I say, okay, focus on this, do this, I want them to say why so that I can explain it to them. You know what I mean? So that they can, I don't want to be the, a crutch for people. I don't want to be the coach that people, that I just keep like acting like I've got some secret information hidden over here so that somebody has to like stay with me forever and just keep giving me, the, giving me their money. That's not my goal. Like my goal is for people not to need me after like three or four months. And if they keep me on after that, it's not because they don't know what to do. It's just because they want somebody looking over their shoulder, helping them stay accountable. You know what I mean? So I want them to ask questions. Where the problem comes in for me is when somebody challenges, constantly challenges what I'm trying to coach them through and ask, ask like they'll ask a question, I answer the question, that I, I'll, we, and I have this thing where I walk them through it, make sure they understand what I'm saying. And then if they start asking the same question over and over and over, I know that they don't believe me. And if that's the case, why are you giving me your money? You're paying, you know, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go pay my CPA. I'm not going to pay my accountant. And then on, at every turn be like, Hey man, you sure about that? You sure about that? You know what I mean? Don't hire me if, if, if that's the kind of client you want to be. Love you guys. All right. Let's see here. Um, uh, push, pull, leg split. How many exercises per day? All right, dude. Um, 
I'm going to say this one totally depends on your goals. I mean, if you're on a strength program, okay, it depends on your goals. It also depends like like how many sets you're doing of each, right? So like let's say if your goal is to strength train to just get a, to maximize your strength as much as possible, you're going to want to do fewer exercises because you're going to want to extend your rest times. Like, you know what I mean? You're going, to have, you're going to want to have decent rest times between each set to maximize your strength so that you can come back and hit that next strength set with all that you've got. If your main goal is like muscle growth, then you want to try to, then you want to try to like, it'll be, you can superset, you can shorten rest times, things like that, and you can fit in more exercises. So it depends on the goals. Okay, you said weight loss. Um, man, whatever you want, honestly. If the main thing you're concerned with is weight loss, that's not strength, that's not muscle gain, just do what keeps you motivated and track it and try to get better at it over time. That's how I'd answer that. One minute on the dot. All right, let me know if anybody's here and I ask them, answer their question and they'd like more clarification on something, let me know in the comments. All right, let's see. Victor says, I feel like I ask about rest days a lot. You do, but there's nothing wrong with that, man. It's, I feel like it's one of those under-talked under about ones, he says, but here's another question. Are rest days really needed? For context, I do some form of workout every day, and I honestly enjoy it, but people keep trying to tell me I need a rest day. Um, well, so, all right, one minute. The thing that people need to understand when it and anybody needs to understand when it comes to working out is you need to stress your body, which is the workout, and you need recovery, which is everything else. Sleep, rest between sets, um, you know, proper nutrition, all of that kind of stuff, rest between workouts, all of that is in, is the recovery. If you are going to the gym, you're working out, and you're doing that day after day after day, and you're continuing to make progress, then you're recovering well. If you're able to achieve the things that you're trying to achieve, then you are recovering well and you don't need more you don't need more rest days between set between between workouts. But if you're just going in there and not really paying attention to um, you know, to what you're doing in the gym, you don't really have a plan, then I would encourage you to make a plan. And usually when people make a plan and then they track their progress, they do find that they need a rest day. But I would tell you if what you're doing is is working, no need to throw a rest day in there, man. All right, one minute. All right, let's see here. Let's see next. Will says, do you have an end-of-day routine that gets you ready for sleep? And if so, what are some of the key parts? Okay, that's a good question, dude. Um, So I, I don't really have, like, the whole I'm, – I'm not, like, meditating at night and all that kind of stuff. Like, I do have a routine. My routine is get home, have dinner with the family. Um, help some with some cleanup around the house while my my daughter gets ready for bed. Daughter, while we get our daughters ready for bed, get them in bed and do the bedtime routine, and then just have some time hanging out with my wife, um, and then go to bed. That's my routine. The, there are some specific things I do to keep myself to help myself sleep better. Um, I stop. I cut off my caffeine intake six hours before bed. You know, I, my, I go to bed at eleven, uh, so my uh, I don't have any caffeine after like what's that five. Uh, that's, that's usually when I cut off my caffeine intake. Um, I use the night mode on my phone so that it cuts out the blue light. I, sl I actually sleep with a sleep mask on because I am weird. I have to have complete darkness to sleep. And it has been shown that that helps. Like you, even, even the, the, there have been some studies out there and things like even if, even if the light from like an electronic is on in your room, like, like a light, it can disturb your sleep. But that's, that's how I do it. I don't have any like anything that like, 
I don't have any issue sleeping as long as I have those things in place. All right. I'd love to hear other people's sleep routines, by the way. All right. Let's see here. All right. Eric says, I can honestly say finding time to do everything is difficult. Time to study, time to visit, time for family, and time to try and be healthy. The only reason I've been able to work out the last six months is because I, last six months is because I am unable to visit with the members of the church. All that to say, I'm open to suggestions for when life gets back to normal. Dude, um... All right, so like, okay, I, I'd love to help you with this, but I'm not going to give, I'm not going to, I, I just met you online like last week. I don't know your schedule, you know what I mean? Like for the same reason that I think it's stupid when people try to tell people, hey, here's how you should eat when they have no idea how they're already eating. The first thing my, my clients do when I sign, on, sign them on is they track their food for at least a couple of weeks so I can get an idea of what their food looks like before I even start trying to give any nutrition advice. How stupid is it of me to say, hey, cut out carbs? Cut out, you know, whatever. Like, if they're if they're they're not even doing that, I don't know what their diet's like. For the same reason, I'm not going to give you schedule ad advice um, when I have no idea what your schedule looks like. So I'd love to chat one on one sometime, man, and help with this. That said, the one thing I will throw out there is time blocking will work for every single person. It just has to look very different. Some people have to have a lot more flexibility within those time blocks than other people. Some people can have like a very specific one, uh, but I'd, I'd love to chat man let me know all right let's see here all right moving on i see some comments coming in what's up everybody reginald john okay reginald weight loss i saw that one and debbie what's up daniel what's up man and deb thanks i'm glad you're enjoying it donna hey i answered your question earlier hope uh, i'm not sure if you saw that jt what's up man good to see you here uh, Steven, hey, answer that biblically, lol. I don't know which question you're talking about, dude. Let me know. Uh, Stephanie, hey, it's been a bit. All right, what's up, everybody? All right, got a few more questions I'm going to answer here. And then if anybody has questions in the, uh, just go ahead and comment. All right, let's see. I've got two more questions here. All right, let's see. Um, Dustin says, I hear a lot about auxiliary lifts. I've also heard you discuss the starting strength program, which I'm familiar with, but then you may say something like, so start there and then add other lifts. Outside of starting strength main four, what other, what other lifts should be part of your weight training, assuming someone is not aiming for bodybuilding, just total body strength and health? Okay, dude. Um, so, so, all right. So everybody knows, before I start, this isn't part of my one minute. Uh, so everybody knows my, the, the four lifts he's talking about that are part of the starting strength program are the squat, the deadlift, the bench press, the overhead press. He's asking what other lifts are, are pretty solid um, that, that, that you would say people need for overall strength. So I'm going to answer this now. All right. So some type of row, you know, I prefer a barbell row, um, some type of row and some type of like some type of the things that are really missing from that are, are a vertical row and a horizontal row, or a, a pull rather, a horizontal pull and a vertical pull. So a vertical pull would be a pull up, a chin up, um, a, a horizontal pull would be a row. It might be a bent over, you know, barbell row. It might be a cable row. It might be a one arm dumbbell row on a bench. There's all kinds of things like that. So those would be the top two that I would throw in there. Um, some kind of row, some kind of pull up or chin up. And then I personally think dips, um, tricep and chest dips are a really good one to throw in there. Um, I think that one of the biggest things that hinders a lot of people's bench press is their, and, and overhead press really is their tricep strength. So, and dips, 
um, and close grip bench press are the two that, that I would throw in there uh, above anything else to, to strengthen those triceps. Um, and then, dude, honestly, it just depends on where you're weak. You know what I mean? Some people, some people have specific weaknesses in certain areas that hinder those lifts. So that's what I'd focus on after that. You know what I mean? If you have super weak calves, that will impact your squat. If you have super weak triceps, like I mentioned, it will impact your bench press. So finding those weaknesses and then developing those. That's how I'd answer that. All right, let's see here. Last question that I have from beforehand. Ben says, getting back in the gym after 10 years away. Man, congrats. Now in my 40s, I used to do alternate I used to do alternate days, upper body, lower body. Would you re recommend that for someone in their 40s or something else? Alternate push-pull, maybe a three-day rotation to allow for more recovery time. If a three-day rota rotation, how would you break up muscle groups? Thanks, bro. Love your positivity. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. I try to stay positive. Uh, I view stupid in this live a few times, so I'll try to keep it positive. All right. Um, man, uh, okay, so 40 years old, somebody in their 40s, what would I recommend as far as a three-day split? Um, or as for, or as far as, a, um, yeah, a workout routine. Yeah, man, honestly, like everybody who is, is trying, who cares about strength, um, I start them on a three day split. It doesn't matter what their age is. Um, well, I won't, that's, I, let me backtrack. If their schedule allows, I start them on a three day split. Um, some, some people I've put on one or two lifts a day for six days. It just depends on their schedules, how many days a week they can lift and how, for how long each time. Right. But if they have an open schedule, um, my optimal thing is three days. And then before too long, move to a fourth day once we start adding some accessories in. Um, but I would, I would say a three day full body routine, um, with a day of rest in between. That's the optimal for me. So if your schedule allows for that, man, that's, that's what I would um, recommend. How I approach it does not, like, based on age, does not, like, it doesn't, that doesn't determine how many days I would put somebody on. It just determines how aggressively we go at that program. You know what I mean? How quickly we try to move up and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Cool. All right. Those are the questions I had beforehand. Let's see... See if anybody else, cool. Love you, Aunt Deb. All right, I'm gonna wrap this up. Nobody asked any specific questions. All right, hope everybody have an awesome night and weekend. I do these on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 7 p.m. Let me know if you have questions and I will answer on the next one. Have a great weekend.